is of a water baptismal service conducted by Brother Henry on Saturday the 10th of November 1973 in the Gospel Mission, Mansfield North.
gathered together once again in the name of Jesus. And we pray tonight that you'll move by the Holy Spirit on every heart gathered here. We pray tonight you'll save precious souls, you'll heal sick bodies, you'll bind up the broken heart and set the captives free. Praise thy wonderful name. Again tonight we thank you for this wonderful salvation. And we pray that everyone will experience that in this meeting tonight. Move by the Holy Spirit. We pray that mighty signs and wonders will done. And send a mighty Holy Ghost revival. For Jesus' sake, amen. It's coming this way, brother sister. blessing tonight because God has no favorites we just gathered together receive a mighty blessing from him and you will feel better for coming here tonight we always feel better when we gather together in the name of Jesus don't we makes us feel good this is the answer to today's problem is getting together in the name of Jesus but you do look a happy lot tonight and nice to see every one of you I know God is going to do something wonderful tonight you know, this is a victory meeting. A victory to the fact that I understand as either 14 or 14 or 15 are going through the waters of baptism tonight. So I think it's really wonderful. 
And most of these are young people desirous of following the Lord. It's about 40 years ago since I went through an Empire Street. I must be getting a bit older. <laughs> it's 22 years ago since we took others through the water in Mansfield. But praise God, we're in 1973, we're still going through. Come on, love, bless the Lord. Isn't it lovely? Doesn't it do you good? Give them all a clap. so wonderful, you know. I think our brother could give a better testimony. Brother Gibson, will he say? Yeah. Well, we'll have him here in a moment because uh, it's partly through him that this has happened tonight. I understand have come from about, a, what is it, 50 or 60 mile away, uh, something like that to get here, isn't it? About 60 mile where you've come from? Yes. And they're Methodists who have been quickened by God and they want to go all the way. Now, this is wonderful, brothers and sisters. This is what's happening throughout the whole wide world because Jesus is coming and he's coming for people that are prepared. And he said, go into all the preach the well, preach the gospel, baptize me, Holy Ghost, and, and it will receive a mighty power. Well, thank God people are being obedient to the command of God. Isn't it wonderful? And I'm going to tell you, everyone that goes through this water tonight, they'll never be the same again. We're going to have a funeral service, but we're going to have a resurrection service. Oh, glory to God. Isn't it lovely? Praise the Lord. I only wish I knew when I went through what I know today. But since I went through, it's got better and better. And all those who are going through tonight, it's going to get better and better. Praise the Lord. John says, I'll baptize in water. There's one greater than I who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Well, that's what everybody needs. Everybody needs to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Praise the Lord. And tonight I'm going to tell you there's going to be some new people in this room when they've been through the sea water. Perhaps you have never been through. I pray it will. It'll make you hunger that you want to go through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyway, where's Jameson? Come on here, brothers, some more. Give them a clap. They're coming through. <laughs> Tell them about your convicts. Come along here and tell them, will you? Brother Ivan from Scunthorpe. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Ivan. Praise the Lord. Well, it's wonderful to be here tonight and sharing fellowship with you all once more. Praise his wonderful name. And it's not because of us, it's because of Jesus, isn't it? We all love Jesus, and tonight, because we love Jesus, we've come as far as this. We've come along this way, haven't we? You know, he means so much uh, to us, doesn't he? And it's so wonderful. And the, cl- the more we get to know of him, the more he does for us, and we fellowship and our relationship uh, gets stronger and stronger. You know, God has really moved uh, amongst us people at Scunthorpe, at Hibberstow and Messingham. And it's wonderful, you know. Uh, he moves anywhere as long as we're just faithful and we, we want to do something for him. It just depends on us, doesn't it? Uh, we limit God and uh, there should be no limitation at all. We shouldn't limit God because uh, he's so wonderful and he's so good and there's no limitations there at all except for what we tend to put there uh, between us and God. You know, we've tried not to limit God and this is what God has done for us. He's drawn together a company of men and women and uh, young people also who love him, who want to serve him, who want to come and live closer to him. 
You know, uh, is really real, isn't he? And it means something to these people, and it's wonderful to see that there's a step of faithfulness tonight. They're going onward with God, and this is what it means, isn't it? It's uh, coming out of the old world into something which is new. And you know, this is just a starting point, isn't it? When God gets hold of your life, then uh, where does it lead to? Hey, it's just wonderful, isn't it? Because I know I'm not satisfied and I feel sometimes that uh, I've perhaps come a fair way, but uh, I want even more from God. And uh, here again, there's no limitation. I just want more of God. And I'm sure that these people do here tonight. And I'm sure that you all do, one and all. And may God just bless each one of you throughout this meeting. And may everything which is said and done be to his honour and to his glory, not to our glory. We seek to lift Jesus up. Amen. Tell them about your cottage meters, Ivor, what you're doing, how you bought a bus. Come on, let's tell them what you're doing. There's action in this. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we started off at Messingham. We had uh, a vision there at Messingham, and one of our sisters uh, had a gift of faith one particular Saturday night, you know, and we reached out in faith and we, we claimed a bus. And uh, within a month, we had this bus. And. Uh, uh, well, it, it cost us uh, £250. You know, we, we had no money between us, and it was a funny thing. We had uh, nothing much in the kitty at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's wonderful what God can do. Uh, it requires uh, our, our simple trust in him. And uh, as our faith is uh, launched out, you know, uh, this is how it works, isn't it? Just trusting in God. And uh, God uh, gave us this gift of faith, this particular particular night. We claimed this bus and then within about a month, I believe it was, I'm not just quite sure, probably four or five weeks. But anyway, God gave us this bus and it's uh, uh, been the means of us uh, getting around and uh, we have a work at Hibblestone now, which is uh, wonderful because people have come in and uh, there's no greater thrill, I don't think, than to see people deepening in the spiritual life. And this is what we seek to do. We, we try to lead people. We don't uh, claim anything for ourselves, but uh, Jesus does this. Just uh, as we launch ourselves into him, you know. Uh, we have no glory, but the glory is in God. And we seek to lift him up. And so do these people also. And, uh, and we feel very, uh, very sincerely that God is, uh, has got to work for us. And uh, we don't, we're not quite sure just what it is yet, but we're seeking all, we're taking hold of God and we're claiming his promises. And you know, uh, it's wonderful, isn't it, to think <coughs> that there's no limitations to this. Praise it's so Lord. exciting, it's so wonderful, Amen. isn't it? You know, what he's done for us, he can do for you also, and I'm sure that he is doing it. Uh, well, praise his wonderful name. And you know, as we go on uh, through this step of faith tonight, uh, it's a step which we're all required to go through, isn't it? This is the starting point. This is where it uh, begins legally, isn't it? You know, this is where, uh, uh, as we launch, uh, let go of ourselves in our old ways and we become new creatures in him. We've realised this, of course, at salvation, which is the first step, but this uh, is a necessary step, isn't it, where we make a public confession of our faith and this is just what's happening tonight. And I'm sure that uh, if there's any more in this meeting who have not made this step and uh, would wish to make this uh, step tonight, then I'm sure we could accommodate you even at this uh, late stage. Amen. God bless you, Arne. Praise the Lord. Shall we sing that old hymn, Thou Christ of burning, cleansing flame, send the fire. That's what we need tonight. The fire of the Holy Ghost. 252. Thank you. Down, brothers and sisters, look over if you're short of books. Praise the Lord. Come on. Ah, 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 ah. 
the doctor a little bit more, Bob, and everybody sing to the glory of God. Come on, have a real good sing. It does you good. Everybody, the first verse again.
want to read you a little portion of scripture tonight from Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I was just about the age of 18 when I uh, first heard about water baptism. I'd been saved and uh, I'd been saved with the Plymouth Brethren people. And uh, I used to go along on a Sunday morning and uh, because I hadn't been baptised in water they wouldn't let me break bread but I had to sit on a seat at the back while everybody else broke bread and I felt like an outcast. Consequently, when I was asked if I wanted to go through the waters I said yes. I wanted to be inside that fellowship but I want to tell you this tonight, folks, that fellowship does not revolve around being baptised in water. Fellowship is something that we enter into when we're born again of the Spirit of God. And later on in my experience, I was sat in another water baptismal service and I felt convicted. I felt that when I first went through the waters, my motive was wrong and my understanding wasn't right. So I went through the waters a second time with a fuller understanding. And you know, Henry said tonight that he wished he knew when he, got through, when he went through the waters, he wished he knew then what he knows now. And it's true that if you have an understanding of these things, you appreciate it and you're able to, uh, to uh, apprehend it and imbibe it and, and cause it to work out in your experience. And you know, water baptism has several aspects. It is, first of all, a step of obedience. Jesus commanded us that we should follow him. And he submitted himself to John the Baptist to go through the waters of Jordan and be baptized. And I want to tell you this, that Jesus expects us to be obedient to him. And then, of course, it is an outward confession, a public outward confession, of an inward belief. 
It's said of the Hebrew Christians that they were never, nobody ever believed they were Christians until they'd been baptised in water. This was the thing that, uh, uh, that uh, marked them out as men and women who meant business with God. That they had really decided to follow Christ. That they'd really accepted him as their saviour. And until they'd come to this point, they weren't taking much notice of. It's an outward confession of an inward belief. Now, what do we believe about water baptism? What do we really, really believe about it? it is, it's a ceremonial uh, thing that we're subjecting ourselves to tonight. But I believe there's something in it more than being mere ceremonial. Not only is it an act that is well-pleasing to God, but is this an act that will uh, be a mark in our spiritual journey along life's pathway. It will constitute an event in our life from which we can look back and know certain things. The Apostle Paul says that we are buried together with Christ in baptism. Well, I want to tell you this, that we don't get burying live things, do we? It's always something that's dead that's buried. And the Apostle Paul said, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, whereby I am crucified unto the world, and the world is crucified unto me. So there's two dead things there. The world is dead, and I am dead. I don't know whether you've realised that the cross of Jesus Christ is something more than just the act of God taking away our sins. Christ hung on the cross, dying for you and me as our representative. But there comes a time in our experience when we have to be prepared to identify ourselves with him. This is what Paul said... He said that I am crucified with Christ. Do you know that you were in Christ when he hung upon the cross of Calvary? You and I were in Christ then. And the, the time comes when this is revealed to us by the Spirit and we realise that the death of Christ on the cross was our death. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the moment we realise this, well, some things become clear to us. Do you know when you really got born again by the Spirit of God? I don't know whether it happened to you, but I lost all interest in the things of the world. They became dead to me. They became dead to me. And not only that, I was dead to the world. Folks didn't want to know me anymore that I used to mix with. They didn't want to rub shoulders with me anymore. They didn't want my friendship because I was dead to the world and I was dead to them and, uh, and as far as they were concerned, uh, well, I was dead. They didn't find any more fellowship with me. I'd been uh, crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. And this afternoon, this evening, folks, it's real. It's real. I don't know what you think about it, but the Apostle Paul says, Be not conformed to this world. 
It's no good when you get saved and born again to think that you can play with the things of the world and still go on with God because you jolly well can't. There's got to be a marked difference between the Christian and the man in the world, the unbeliever. A marked difference. If there is no marked difference, how can they tell that you are a Christian? How will they be able to inquire and ask you what it is that you've got that they haven't got? It's necessary that there is a marked difference. And I found that when I got born again of the Spirit, that there was a difference. But you know, we're living in days when there's such a wave of worldliness. It's coming rolling in on every hand. Worldliness. The apostle says, be not conformed to this world. Some folk, uh, they like to be conformed to this world, Christians, you know, so that they can be that sort of person that is hale and well met. People greet them and are friendly with them. You can buy the friendship of the world if you're willing to conform to it. But God says, be not conformed to this world. The moment you're conformed to this world, you lose your testimony. You lose your testimony because there's got to be a marked difference between you and the world. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, whereby I am crucified unto the world and the world is crucified unto me. Well, you're ready to be buried then. You're dead. You're ready to be buried. And I'm glad this afternoon that this burial is not the end of it. Hallelujah. If I finish with the old life, if I'm dead to the world and the world is dead to me, and I'm buried, I identify myself with Christ in these waters of baptism, well, praise God, it says if we are planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. What a glorious life is before us. What a glorious anticipation to be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. No, no longer are we servants of sin. No longer has the world got any pull on us. But thank God there's a stronger pull. We're being pulled heavenward. We're being pulled Christward. Hallelujah. We find it easier to go on with God than it is to go back into the world. We find we've got a spiritual desire within us that wants all that God has got for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this evening, folks, as you go through the waters, I trust that every one of you will leave behind, if you've not already done it, the old life, the old man, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Christ. And expect... This is faith. Faith is expectant. Believe that you rise, you're risen with Christ. Believe that you're no longer subject to the old life, but thank God you're coming under a new government. The government of your life is upon his shoulders. And he's going to work in your life. He's going to lead you on. He's going to be the power that will undertake in the world as you live day by day. Hallelujah. A glorious life is before you. Now, before I sit down, I want to ask every one of you in this meeting a serious question. Every one of you. 
if you were arrested tonight on the charge of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If you were arrested tonight on the charge of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Well, praise the Lord. Now, if you cannot answer that honestly with a glorious yes, I want to tell you, folk, God is here to give you a real experience whereby no one will be in any doubt in the future. And I'm glad for these young folk they are going through a public demonstration of their faith in God and their willingness to die to the old life. There is a, a, a public expression that will mark them out as men and women desiring to follow Christ. Hallelujah. And I believe that in every one of our hearts tonight, there should be that glorious desire to follow him every step of the way. Is there enough evidence to convict you tonight? Thank you, Brother Bob. We thank you for that message, Heavenly Father. We pray to reach every heart in this meeting. For Jesus' sake, amen. amen. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. It makes me feel I want to go in again. Bless the Lord. If you feel that edge tonight and there's some more want to go through the waters, there'll be a chance for you. We can find you some clothes, even if they're wet ones, but we'll find some for you. But anyway, now we'll get on with the job, praise the Lord. And the first one, our sister, you're bringing, come on, you want to, wish uh, that. Is it, come on, love, bless you. Right, it's better be a quick one because everybody else down there is waiting for the water to keep warm. <laughs> I've seen the looks on their faces. <laughs> but I don't think it's very warm to start with. Um, I've been a Christian for about 13 years and um, even then, when I first became a Christian, um, I didn't lay my all on the altar for God at all. I sort of gave him half my life and hung on to the other half. About two and a half years ago, um, I went on a crusade and I saw a lot of other Christians who had got a lot more than I'd got and I wanted what they'd got. I found out about the Holy Spirit and I found out that this was what these people had been baptised with and, well, I wanted it. And it still wasn't easy because I had the biggest fight that, well, I think I've ever had, although Satan's had a good ghost in. <laughs> but um, I tussled and tussled for a long time because... I suppose I was wanting to hang on to something. I didn't really know what it was. But eventually, I let all go to the Lord. And he baptised me in his spirit. And from then on, I knew that I wanted to go through the waters of baptism as well. But I ought to have done it. And I was a bit worried about this because, well, it seemed unscriptural in a way to um, be baptised in the spirit first and then go through the waters. Until I was reading in my Bible... And I found in the Acts of the Apostles that there were some people who had it the other way around. So I praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm thankful for this opportunity tonight to go through. Don't you come up and meet this stuff, praise the Lord. Here's an amen. Why, you're in the morning. I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, 
place I thought I should be. But the Lord has led us, the Lord has led both my wife and myself in a very wonderful and very precious way. And we have both been Christians for some time, but the Lord brought us out of the established church 
And there are people, even here in Mansfield, in this town, who, as Christians, have even felt that they cannot even speak with us anymore, that they've had to break fellowship with us. But we praise God that this night we're yes. following the Lord Jesus. And as we heard our dear sister say earlier tonight when she was talking with us, if it was good enough for my Lord, then it's good enough for me. I'd just like to say this as well. Um, as our brother was saying, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And for me tonight, this is the water of transformation. Praise God. Tell me now, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. somewhat cool from that quick hug and my, my feet feel a bit cool as well um, I too like my brother and our respective wives have been brought out of the Anglican well established church I should say and we praise the Lord for it I haven't yet been baptised in the Holy Spirit but I know too that this is coming I know the Lord Jesus has the power he's more powerful than anything else than anyone else He's more powerful than Satan by a long way. And just as there are two people to follow, Satan or the Lord, I want to follow the Lord. Do it. The water's here. Why not do it tonight? Praise the Lord. 
can't really give a speech, I just like to say I, I can't thank the Lord enough for giving me this chance tonight. Christian for one and, a half, one and a half years just about, but I went away from the Lord, and about three months ago I came back to the Lord, and the very next day he baptised me in his spirit, and it's just great, praise the Lord, I started following the Lord six years ago, but I didn't realize what it was like until six months ago. Now I can, I can, can't do, I can, can't do uh, enough for him. Uh, I'd like to say a lot more, but the words won't, just won't come. I'm just, uh, Praise his holy name. Oh! 
know, since I got my life to Christ. But I, I, I fell short. What praise his wonderful name. It's six months ago since I got in with the people at Messingham. And with this fellowship, he would baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And now I'm waiting to go through the waters of baptism. Praise his name. I belong to Jesus, and I pray that he will use me to win others for his kingdom. Christian for years, but I high lapsed, I'm afraid. Yes. But uh, I hope this brings me back. Yes, praise the Lord. And I thank the Messingham people for all they've done for yes. me. Yes. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. I think that's right. You want to follow the Lord? Yes, I do. God bless you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. number of years now but the, the tragedy of it was when I became a Christian nobody told me much about the baptism in the water or the baptism of the Holy Spirit probably some of it was due to my own ignorance as well but uh, thank the Lord he, he led me into a, a closer fellowship with him and uh, with other people who were baptised in the Spirit and you know we used to talk about being baptised in the water and I said we were waiting for this before I got baptised in the Holy Spirit but like somebody else said tonight it happened the other way around <laughs> and I was baptised in the Spirit and I'm coming tonight here to follow the Lord because this is what I want to do follow him as closely as I can while I'm here on earth and uh, I praise his name for that but I come tonight you know with, with one regret and uh, it says repent and be baptised uh, we do repent when we come to Jesus and give up our old life and start to deal with him. But I believe also that when you have something in your uh, heart that you regret, that is a way of repenting as well. And the thing I regret tonight is the wasted years, the lost time. And you know, this is something that happens, especially in the world. You hear people saying how they wish they could turn the clock back, how they wish they could uh, go back the years they've wasted and start all over again well I sometimes feel like that especially now I've come to know the Lord so well I, I regret those years that have gone by but thanks to the precious blood of Jesus on Calvary I have all eternity 
to make up for it. Praises will come Sheffield on Friday and I went into Billy Gray's meeting and I didn't realise that night that I was going to come out to change man and I can praise God that he's wonderful, hallelujah bless his wonderful name and the Lord has baptised us in Holy Ghost and I can thank the Lord for that and I've had some wonderful walks with Jesus, he's that wonderful, bless his wonderful name, hallelujah Amen. 
God to come into this baptism this afternoon. I felt a real age to come. I really enjoyed this baptismal service. And I haven't been through the waters, and I really felt that I'd like to come. And uh, I thank God, you know, God gives you the desire of your heart. And I'm, I was fearful and frightened of water, and I believe God can take that away. Amen. I think it, it's wonderful, you know, when God can set you free and do this for you in that way. But I've always been frightened to go and swim or anything in water, frightened to hear she drowned. And I believe God can take that fear from me tonight. <laughs> Take up many minutes, but my Jesus is working wonderful this night. 
Praise God. And you know, I'm asking him to use me mightily that men and women shall be delivered and set free from the, from the sin of this world. Praise God. Amen. You know, my heart tonight goes out for, young, for men and women that they may follow the Lord. Praise God. Because I believe that God is coming and it's coming very soon. Praise God, you know. Hallelujah. He's, he's filling me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But hallelujah, I've not, I've not been this way. I've received it the wrong way. From the scripture, I've received it the wrong way. But hallelujah, I, I believe, praise God, I believe, you know, tonight, Brother Henry, I, I, I believe tonight that we shall see wonders. My heart, my heart was bubbling, 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 bubbling. Because I'm so, I'm so thrilled with Jesus. So thrilled with Jesus. You know, I was just, I was just singing before I came. You know, what a wonderful change in my life has been born since Jesus.
Sheffield, and now his wife's father, and I think it's just wonderful. Now, just a bit of testimony, Dukal, you please. All I can say is I really love the Lord. It's not very often I say praise the Lord, but when I say praise the Lord, I really mean it. <laughs> and I love the Lord. And uh, Henry come to Thorpe after the week, and... Do you know, I was laughing in spirit and the Lord took me out of bondage into liberty. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Lord. Give me a bit. God bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're, you're a bit warm. You're a bit, a bit cold when you come in. baptized yet, but I believe I shall get more when I get baptized. Bless the Lord.
lovely meeting, isn't it? A lovely meeting. One of those meetings, you know, when you don't have to ask the Lord to come and presence himself with us at this meeting. <laughs> because he's already promised. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Hallelujah. And so it's wonderful to know and to feel the presence of the Lord. And it's wonderful too to hear the voice of God. You know God speaks to people today? Yes, it isn't always by an angel. It's not always by some miraculous sign in the heavens. But God speaks to us. And I'm glad he does. Hallelujah. All the voice of God. And the blessings of God. You know, I was reading in Peter just recently, both in the, his first epistle and the second epistle. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. I like God's multiplication. It's not a, just a matter of addition. I know it's, it's wonderful as we go on with God and we go on praising him and serving him and obeying him, yielding ourselves to him. We get more and more and more. But uh, God has a wonderful system of multiplication. I remember one day I came out in the garden and uh, I think it was some stocks or something, sunflower in our garden that the flowers were finished and uh, there were little pods uh, forming uh, up the stem, you know, where the flowers had been. I was rather curious one day and I took the trouble to open a number of these little pods and then to count the number of pods on this little plant and I found there was over 4,000 4,000 from one little plant grace and peace be multiplied unto you but you know there is God has a way along which he works and he speaks to his servants and his children and I believe here tonight we've heard the voice of God and we're hearing his voice and we shall never be the same again. Oh, praise God. I love to see folk responding to the word of the Lord. There was a man in the Old Testament. In fact, he was a relative of mine. Uh, <clears throat> because I, I'm not a British Israelism, but... Uh, I'm a child of Abraham by faith. And the Lord spoke to my uh, father one day and he said, uh, Abraham, he said, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And I want you to go out on a place that I will show you and offer him there for a burnt offering. Now, with burnt offerings, there's nothing left. It isn't like some of the other offerings. But a burnt offering is what it, uh, is what it actually says. It is a burnt offering. And so, Abraham, having heard the voice of God, oh, what a 
What a voice. What a command. But Abraham was a man who had heard the voice of God before. We haven't time to talk about the wonderful way in which Isaac came along. But uh, Abraham was a man who hearkened to the voice of God. Well, you know the story, no doubt as well as I do. But I got a blessing the other day as I was reading it, meditating upon it. And Abraham got his ass saddled. He went out with his two servants. And um, Isaac, his son, and away they went. This wasn't a five-minute Uh, or a one-minute decision. You know, in meetings like this, when we feel the presence of God, when we feel the awe of his presence, we, we, we sometimes say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. Jesus said, follow me. And we say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And then perhaps before, by the time we get out of the door, or by tomorrow or next week, We've forgotten it. And uh, our vows that we made don't always come to fruition. But do you know Abraham went three days journey? Three days journey. And then it seemed that he had a witness. Oh, I love to get the witness of the Spirit of God. Brother, sister, if you want to go on with God... And if you want to know the deep things of God, and if you want to know his presence, his abiding presence, I tell you, let your ears be open and your spirit sensitive to the witness of the Spirit. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the very place where he was to go and offer Isaac. So he said to the servant, he said, you stay here, I and the lad will go and pray yonder. I don't know what Abraham's wife, what Sarah was doing, but um, according to the record, she was alive at the time. She died when she was 127 years of age. The lad was born, as you know, about uh, 90 years of age. Uh, So, uh, but anyhow... I don't suppose Abraham even told his wife what God had told him. He wasn't going to let anything interfere. Brother, sister, if God lays something on your heart, if he lays claim to something in your life, don't go and discuss it with everybody. Just obey. And so out went Abraham, and uh, Isaac was trudging along. There was the... And then... To break the silence, Isaac said, My father, uh, what is it, my son? Well, he said, uh, Behold, the, uh, the wood and the fire, but where is the lamb? Brother, sister, that's God's message to us tonight in this lovely atmosphere of worship, and in the presence of God. Where is the Lamb? Where is the Lamb? You know, on uh, the occasion when Elijah was on the mount 
and had all the prophets of Baal around him and they prepared the altars and Elijah said the God that answereth by fire let him be God and the moment came after all the failure of the prophets of Baal in spite of all that they did the moment came when the fire fell but do you notice it didn't fall until there was something on the altar and you know we sometimes sing Lord send the fire send the fire send the fire the fire won't fall unless there's something on the altar where is the lamb where is the lamb my what Abraham must have felt like when Isaac said that where is the lamb but you see Abraham knew God and he said my son God will provide himself a lamb and God has provided himself with a lamb the lamb of Calvary the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world he it was who said here am I send me and uh, from the track he turned not back but went the whole way as the lamb of God who bore your sin and mine and the sin of the whole world but coming a little closer home for that's what we want tonight we want to hear the voice of God right deep down in our souls where is the lamb you know unless there is real sacrifice of our wills our complete wills and a full surrender to the will of God there can be no fire coming down the fire of God in our souls but Abraham went on and he got to the top the very spot where God had you see the whole thing is this it's all very well to make resolutions and decisions and statements and say I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll follow you this is something which has to be carried through to conclusion carried through to the performance and whatever Abraham might have been tempted to feel he went straight on and he built the altar and then he took his son and he bound him and he laid him upon the wood and he took the knife and he was why well, Hebrews tells us all about it doesn't it it says that, 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 that he, he he knew that God could raise him up from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure but what I'm getting at is this and what I'm speaking to my own heart is this let my sacrifice be real let my consecration be real let it come right through to full conclusion let it not be just the words of, of my lips and Abraham then took the knife to slay his son his only son Isaac whom he loved his only son the son of promise 
and he took the knife. Right in the nick of time, the angel, it must have been Jesus himself, for he's often referred to as the angel of the Lord. But now I know, now I know, and hurt not, lay not thine hand upon the lad. And then, without being permitted to carry out his full sacrifice, he turned and he found a ram with its horns caught in a picket. But this is what I want to just conclude with. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Look, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham Verse 16, we'll leave the other verses, you know them very well. And uh, the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying... I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. You see, this multiplication which God has promised, grace and peace be multiplied unto you, it's according to the measure of our sacrifice. God was able to say to Abraham, because you have feared me, because you have carried out my word, he said, in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. I thank God for what we have seen over the years of people being blessed. But I want to see a fuller, greater move of multiplication. And tonight here with this number of people that are here gathered together in the presence of the Lord, the potentiality of, of this uh, of, of this move of the Spirit of God is tremendous. God has blessed you. He's spoken to you over and over again. But I tell you that you could do 10,000 times more with the full blessing of God upon you. And so, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. And that's the reason that the blessing of multiplication came upon Abraham because in the moment when God spoke to him he heard his voice and whatever God said to him he carried out brothers and sisters let us be real all the potentiality of this move of the spirit glory move liberty move whatever you like to call it it makes no difference there's only one Holy Spirit and I tell you that the blessed Holy Ghost will move in our hearts and move in our lives and move in our homes. Why, I tell you, the, the wonderful blessing that came to me, it must be, what, getting on for 15 years ago, 
When I first went to Henry's meeting in, in Newark, I may have said this before, but I, I can't help repeating it. I've noticed Henry repeats himself many, many times, but it still goes on setting people free, doesn't it? Hallelujah. I've heard some of the things that he said over and over again, but he's still got the anointing on it. And, and the Spirit of God is taking it up and using it. But I remember sitting at the back of that hall uh, in Newark, in King's Road, and uh, I saw the people, well, I thought, jigging about, you see. And uh, I'd always been used to people sitting properly in meetings. <coughs> and uh, uh, being uh, very uh, prim and proper. And woe betide anybody when I was the pastor if they didn't behave themselves. But I went to this meeting and I saw people, well, they were just free. They were just free. They were just happy in the Lord and rejoicing. But there was something else. I felt and detected the Spirit of God in that meeting. And that's it. It isn't only the dancing and the rejoicing. That's a part of it. Just like the fire and the, and, the, and the wind and the earthquake in the time of Elijah on the mountain, it, it says the Lord spoke to them in a still small voice. He wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the wind, and he wasn't in the earthquake. No, but he, he sent it. And some of us need a bit of wind, and we, we, need a bit of, we need a bit of earthquake, and we need some fire, I tell you, to get rid of some of the old cobwebs and the bondage that holds us down. Well, I looked at these people from the back row and I thought, well, <coughs> all very elementary, you know. <laughs> I've got past that long ago. But I tell you what, I went away from that meeting, that service, with a touch of God on me that I hadn't known for years. It wasn't long before that. I remember I was reading in John 7 where it says that out of the, his innermost being, out of his belly, that's his whole being, his spirit, his soul and his body, out of his whole being shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the spirit. And I remember standing up in my, my study that morning when I was waiting on God and I put up my hands and I said, Lord, uh, the, 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 the living water is not flowing out through me. I'd been ministering for years and years and years. And not flowing out through me. Do something, Lord, to set me alight and set me free. It wasn't long after that that I heard a tape at one of our daughter's houses. And like honey in the rock, like Jesus tastes like honey in the rock. I said, wherever did you get this from? And I, I looked at the tape. And, and, and I felt the anointing of God. And that's how I first went to Newark, through that tape, you see. So get the tapes on the, on the move. But I tell you that I went from that meeting, the touch of God on my soul. And you know, I'm a bit of a quarrelsome old fellow at times. <laughs> you know, rather strong-willed. <laughs> and like to um, put my point of view. And if everybody... Well... Uh, so, but when I came away, you know, I had to write some letters to some of my uh, brethren in the, uh, in the ministry to say, dear brother so-and-so, I want to tell you that I've got nothing in the world against you and that I love you in Jesus. They wondered whatever happened. <laughs> One brother who we've been, well, I'll tell you, and he said, well, something must have happened to Brother Friday to talk like this. It does happen. 
And it will happen. And it's happening in this meeting. And it'll happen after you go home. And it'll go on through the night and all next week. God bless you.
been a wonderful night, hasn't it? It really blessed me. I think it's marvellous. I mean, I feel quickened in my own soul. And God is doing a wonderful thing here in Mansfield. And some of you Mansfield people, if you only realise what joy and that has come out of different parts of the country we've been to. Men and women absolutely thrilled with Jesus and the joy and the healings and the deliverance. This is what we need. You can't live unless you get filled with this wonderful Holy Spirit. Praise God. God is moving in old time power, bringing back the wonderful love and the joy and the peace and they satisfied with Jesus. And it's true, brothers and sisters, from my own experience. If you don't enjoy Jesus, you don't enjoy God, you jolly well are going to enjoy something else. Well, there's joy in God. There's joy in it. Praise the Lord. There's nothing like it. This is real. Revival is coming this way. With the joy of the Lord. I emphasize it. The joy of the Lord works wonders. The love of God being shed abroad. We've something to offer the world, brothers and sisters. We're not after people's money. We're not after to join our crowd. And we're filled with the Spirit. I tell you, once you've got it, you'll never be satisfied with anything else. You're spoiled for everything else. Am I right, Bob? You say amen then, Bob. That's right. You are honestly, do you know, honestly it's true, but I have a jolly good laugh to myself because... We believe if we can only get people in a glory meeting where the Spirit of God's moving, it cuts out all arguments. There's no argument at all that say this is it. It's changed my life. Because see, we've no strings attached to this. God wouldn't have blessed if there's no strings. That revival is coming this way. And the people of the world are looking for something, something different. You don't separate yourself from the world. It's just what separates you when you're filled with the Spirit. It does help it. It separates you. You get filled with it. Oh, it's lovely. But I'll tell you what, it's contagious too. When you get to the glory meeting, things rub off you. It rubs off you, don't it? It, it gets you. It rubs you. It rubs. That's why we say once you're in a real Holy Ghost meeting, you are never the same again. And our desire and our intention is to spoil you for everything else but the real thing. And the real thing is the joy of the Lord. With no strings attached. It's lovely. This is what we want. Because there's nothing fairly organized and glorious. We have to organize this. But we like God to have his freedom. For the spirit to have his way. And then he said, my, I do feel good. I feel better for coming here. And you're all going to feel better for coming here tonight. And give God all the praise and all the glory. Now, Heavenly Father, we just praise and thank you again tonight. For being able to gather together in thy name. And for how you blessed each and every one of us. And especially for all those who've gone through the water baptism. Lord, we pray you go with them and bless them and make them a blessing. We pray that a mighty revival will spring forth from this place. That many tens of thousands and millions will come to know thee. And that we shall see a mighty Holy Ghost revival. Richard, bless this town of Mansfield and every place of worship. With thy word is faith proclaimed. Bless them all, Father. Oh, Lord, and fill them all with thy spirit. Jesus said, Amen. We'll all stand and sing, God be with you till we meet again.